Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of What's Stopping You with Kelsey Jones. I'm your host, Kelsey Jones, and I wanted to give a quick update before we dive into today's episode because recently I asked on my Instagram for some feedback from you guys, what you enjoy about the podcast, what you don't enjoy about the podcast, topics you want to hear, all that jazz. I posted this little graphic. It was like a light pink graphic with a keyboard. If you have feedback that you want to share, you can still go right in and share on that post, but I asked you guys specifically if y'all were interested in an intro, like with a tagline and some music and all that stuff, and I actually, at the beginning of making this podcast, really was against using an intro because I felt like it was a little bit overproduced, maybe not as authentic. And I feel like I've kind of changed my mind about it a little bit. And I think it'd be interesting to have kind of an opening line or just a really quick opening intro to start out my episodes. So be on the lookout for that. I hope within the next month I will have something put together to share with you guys and put on the beginning of all my episodes. I just think it would help with branding purposes and just kind of making sure people understand what what's stopping you is all about. I feel like that could be really helpful. So be on the lookout for that. I wanted to share that update and I wanted to let you know that if you have any additional feedback or any guest suggestions, literally anything you would like to share with me, please go and either DM me on Instagram just at what's stopping you podcast or go find the graphic like I described and comment on there. I'm happy to hear and entertain all of y'all's suggestions. I love interacting with you guys and knowing exactly what you want to hear because I love making what you want to hear. But today's episode was a really great one. I sat down with Ava McDonald, and Ava is incredible. She's only 19 years old and has a thriving business. Uh, It's a social media influencer marketing business called Zfluence, and I actually have been a part of her company for... Honestly, I would say maybe a year. I honestly don't know, but for a hot second since generally the beginning and it's just been an incredible journey seeing her company thrive and now she's going off to college and yeah, it's just something that I'm really glad I got to be a part of. So the fact that I was able to interview her for the podcast was really, really nice and I just appreciate her being on the podcast to share her journey to entrepreneurship and just kind of give advice to other young people like all of us probably listening who want to become entrepreneurs but don't necessarily know where to start or don't know how to start at such a young age. I'm really excited for you guys to hear today's episode, so without further ado, let's get into it. Hi Ava, how are you today? I'm doing great, how are you? I'm doing great, it's a Monday, I guess afternoon now, but uh, it's been busy. Have you been busy yet this morning? Yeah, I've had calls and meetings all morning, but I'm super excited to record. I'm a big fan of your podcast, so thank you so much for having me, I'm super excited. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being here. Ava actually reached out to me saying that she'd be interested in being on the podcast and she has an incredible story. So I'm so glad to have you here and have you share it with us. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us who you are, what you do, all those things. Yeah, so my name is Ava McDonald. I'm 19 years old and I'm from Austin, Texas. 
And I founded my company Zfluence in March of 2019. And Zfluence is the first and only digital solution that connects companies directly with influential members of Gen Z who authentically love their products and want to promote them to their friends on social media. And the reason that I created Zfluence when I was a junior in high school is because as a frequent social media user, I would see these obviously sponsored posts by professional influencers. And as a Gen Z consumer, um, those posts just didn't resonate with me and would cause me to view the brand behind the post in a really negative light. So I wanted to create a solution that would enable brands to reach Gen Z authentically and effectively. And now we have a network of nearly a thousand Zfluencers on over 300 college campuses across the country. Wow, that's incredible. That's such a big like growth of your company for such a small period of time. So like you said, you're 19 years old and you actually just graduated high school. Why don't you go ahead and tell us your college plans? Because it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I actually, I guess you could say I've graduated um, because of COVID and everything. I'll be having my in-person graduation in November. So that's something to look forward to. But I will be starting at Georgetown University in late August. We will be online, which is unfortunate. But of course, given everything going on, I totally can understand that call. But I'm really looking forward to starting college and kind of starting that next chapter in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Whenever Ava and I were first having like kind of an introductory call, she actually found out that school was going to be online while we were on the call, which was (laughs) kind of funny if you ask me. So how are you like adapting to that change? What are your like current plans? Are you actually going to DC now or? I don't have any finite plans as of now. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I'll be doing, where I'll be. But right now I'm just home. I'm planning on taking my classes from home as of now. Of course, that might change. Um, Maybe I'll be somewhere else. Maybe I'll be in DC. Who knows? But yeah, just looking forward to starting, although not the way I would have imagined when I was applying to my dream school (laughs) to be starting online. I know that everybody else is in the same boat. And um, I think it was the right call on the university's part. Yeah, absolutely. I've said this before. My All my classes are online and it's really discouraging, especially since it'll be my senior year and it'll be your freshman year, two mm-hmm. extremely important and exciting years for the both of us. And, you know, we're not getting the experience that we thought we would, but we're going to make the most of it. I'm excited and I'm sure you are too, even though it's not how you envisioned, but it's a new chapter for sure. Yeah, and I'm trying to look on the bright side too. I mean, of course, you have your podcast and you're doing so many other cool things. I'm trying to look at online school as an opportunity to have more flexibility in my schedule to work on things on the Zfluence front and just taking taking advantage of that extra time. It's definitely not the ideal situation, but it's one that I'm, even just in the week that I've known we would be completely online, one that I'm trying to just see how I can kind of shift to my benefit in any way. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great mindset to have. Well, in today's episode, we are going to talk all about your journey to entrepreneurship, especially at such a young age, which I think is incredible, as well as juggling responsibilities and just kind of your advice for other young entrepreneurs out there. So I'm excited to see what you have to say in today's episode. So we'll go ahead and get started. 
A lot of people that listen to this podcast, I would say, are probably in the same boat as both of us. We're probably, I would consider us both kind of go-getters and like to be on top of everything and like to create opportunities for ourselves. And I feel like a lot of people that listen to this podcast are probably the same way. And most of the questions asked by my listeners have to do with just starting a business. So why don't you go ahead and tell us how did you get your start and what was the first step you took to creating Zfluence? Yeah, so I've always been interested in entrepreneurship. Um, I remember when I was six or seven, I would sell these books that I wrote and illustrate, um, wrote and illustrated, and like did all of the cover marketing ish stuff for to my family at holidays. And I think that's almost where I got my entrepreneurial start. And I've always just been interested in the ways that I could contribute to making things better and creating new solutions. So the way that I kind of got my start was by accident. I mean, I saw this one post in particular by a celebrity who was doing a sponsorship with a brand. And instead of posting the caption that the brand had written for him to post, he actually posted the whole email to saying, hi, uh, so-and-so, here's what we'd like you to say, your check's in the mail. And I, I read about that and I was like, this is so not okay. And they must think that members of Gen Z are just stupid if they think that we're actually going to buy products just based on some caption that's not authentic. So I talked to my parents about it. I am entirely self-funded. So I took some money that I had earned at previous summer jobs and did a lot of research. And we launched about six months after I had initially thought of the idea. And we've been growing ever since. It's definitely been something that's hard to balance with my school commitments. I mean, I was taking the ACT right around the time that um, we were about to launch, but it's been such a rewarding experience that I would recommend to anybody interested. So the people are going to want to know who is this person (laughs) that posted the email as the caption. (laughs) I want to know. I don't know who it is. I don't feel like I should say out of respect because uh, he is fine and a celebrity and doing okay. And I mean, I I don't think that it's his fault, which is why Mm -hmm. I would be hesitant to say. I think it's just the practice of influencer marketing as it was on social media in general was the problem, not either party. But I just thought that, I mean, authenticity is the driving value behind Gen Z and also as digital natives, I'm sure, as you know, like you probably spend a lot of time on social media and I mean... I was born in 2001, so I've really never known a world without technology. That's crazy. You're the first person born in the 2000s to be on this podcast. Wow, (laughs) we're making history. I'm so excited. Ava's the youngest person I've had on my podcast so far. I think everyone else has either been my age or older than me, but yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, But yeah, I just think that authenticity was just so needed in this space. And if Mm -hmm. there was a generation to do it, it would be ours. So I wanted to make a difference and help to change that dangerous practice for the better. Because social media is such a powerful tool. I mean, the way that I found out about your podcast was through social media. And actually, the way that we initially connected was through social media because you're a Zfluencer. So I think Mm -hmm. that it definitely has the capacity for making really positive change and helping people to connect. But there's also a slippery slope that's dangerous if uh, social media isn't used in the best way. 
I absolutely agree. So what was like the very first thing you did when you came up with this idea to start Zfluence? Did you formulate a business plan? Did you file for like a business license? What was like the very first step you took? The very first step was kind of a business plan, but just envisioning what I wanted to do and how I wanted this to take shape. So I I played with a bunch of different models of how I wanted to go about this, but we ended up settling on a digital platform because it would be the most conducive to Zfluencers as well as brands, but that's kind of what we initially thought out and we being Zfluence, um, I'm the sole founder and CEO. Um, I'm very used to the entrepreneurial we by now, but um, yeah, I mean, just kind of formulating that initial business plan was really the first step. And then I actually got our first client from a previous internship. I interned at a local cycling studio. So I touched base with my contacts there and told them about what I was doing. And they were really excited, thought that it was a super interesting concept, um, all about authenticity. And that's kind of how we got started. That's awesome. Yeah. So would you say for people who don't necessarily know where to start, like if they have business ideas or things that they think they could come up with, do you think the best way to start is just to kind of make a plan or what's like, what advice could you give to someone who doesn't know where to start when they want to start a business? It's funny because when I, it's not like I was in the mindset of, I want to start a business, what should I do? It really was an idea that came more organically. So to anybody who's really interested in entrepreneurship, I would just really think about the areas of your life that are really frequent uh, that you'd like to see an improvement in. And I, I know there's a saying to like be or create the change that you want to see in the world. And Mm -hmm. I almost kind of took that statement and made it a little bit smaller to, I mean, just things that I do every day, like scrolling through social media. And I knew that social media was a powerful tool, but it just wasn't being optimized for Gen Z consumers by brands. So I almost kind of fell into it. But for people who are just getting started, I would recommend come up with a plan and to think, what is my overall goal here? Because like you could say my goal was to make money, but really my goal was to make uh, influencer marketing more authentic for Gen Z consumers. And from that kind of mission statement, if you come up with that first, everything else will sort of fall into place in terms of strategy, pricing model, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I'm like such a nerd for Shark Tank, the show where they like pitch to the sharks, I guess, um, the investors for money to invest in their company. And something I think I learned from either on Shark Tank or just one of the sharks on Shark Tank was if you want to start a business, you need to start searching for problems in your everyday life Mm -hmm. and write them down. And every morning, write down or every day, find one problem you had with your life and figure out if you could start a business to solve it. So that's just a little tidbit for you guys. I don't do this because I haven't ever really been super interested in entrepreneurship in terms of like realistically going and starting a business. But I know there are a lot of people out there that would love to be their own boss and 
have that flexibility and autonomy over their life like you get when you are an entrepreneur. So if you don't know where to start, that could be a great place to start, especially if you don't have an idea for a business, you just know you want a business, would be just find problems in your everyday life and figure out if you could think of a better way to solve them. Absolutely. I mean, I, I love Shark Tank. That That's my favorite. Wait, who's your favorite shark? <laughs> Barbara Corcoran. Oh my God, really? Love. I mean, okay. I should I should say Mark That's Cuban. I love him too. Okay. He's also from Texas, but mm-hmm. I love Barbara Corcoran, and I love the way that she is so supportive of the underdog all the time. Because I mean, as somebody who started a business at seventeen, I have faced so much pushback from people who told me that I didn't have the experience, that this was just a cute little school project, um, and that I I shouldn't be doing this and I should just be doing normal high school things. But I really admire her as a female founder and a role model. And I think that what she does to focus on empowering people who might not be your stereotypical entrepreneur and people who are facing some setbacks is is really great. And I really admire her for that. That's awesome. Yeah, I my favorite shark is either Mark Cuban or Lori. I actually think Barbara can come off a bit abrasive at times, but maybe that's just her personality. A lot of the sharks, like especially Kevin, is really intense. I love him too, you though. You love Mr. Wonderful? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think I I love a good royalty deal. Oh my god. Well, like, <laughs> as an investor, we love a good royalty deal, but it's smart. And I also I really like Robert Herjavec too. I think that I really like his story, how he was the son of an immigrant and he came and he made he's built these great businesses and he's so smart. I think mm-hmm. I think all of them are just really great. And I also love um seeing the guests who come to yeah. like be sharks for the day. I, I just think that show as a whole is really cool. And we've actually worked with a couple of Shark Tank companies at Zfluence, which is so yeah. cool. <laughs> That's so but cool. yeah, Shark Tank is just such an awesome platform for entrepreneurs. And I think it's a really powerful thing, inspiring young people who might not have had that much exposure to the business world otherwise. Sorry for the little Shark Tank detour, you guys, but I absolutely love <laughs> talking about Shark Tank with everybody because it's my favorite show and I'm such a nerd, but I love it. It's the best. <laughs> so you said that you're really inspired by Barbara and her story. Do you have anybody else that you would say is an inspiration to you or something that inspires you in your life or your career? It can be a book. It can be a quote. It can be a person. What would you say are your biggest inspirations? I mean, my parents are both inspirations to me. They're both entrepreneurs, so it's kind of no surprise that this is the career path that I am taking. But um, I really admire both of them for their work ethic, and I have such a great relationship with both of them, and they've always been so supportive of Zfluence. But they they both always have instilled in me to just think about who I can help and thank every day, and I think that having that mindset has really helped me to connect with people and become a better entrepreneur. Even if I can just sit and complain to them about my schoolwork for like two hours, they will sit there and nod their heads (laughs) and it's great. So I I really admire them for the businesses they've built and also for the kind of supportive parents that they are. Oh, that's really sweet. Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) So very pressing question. People want to know, what does a day in your life look like? Because I feel like it's 
hard enough to go to school and probably deal with other extracurriculars that you might have. But now you go to school, you're going to college, you own an entire business, which you have a team that you work with. So does your everyday life, is it very regimented and routined or does every day kind of look different? What does like a typical day look like for you? There are kind of two types. We have summer day, like right now, and then school days are definitely a bit different. Um, Of course, during the summer, I have a lot more flexibility. Um, Basically, the way that my days are shaped are just answering to emails, talking with members of my team, doing calls, um, just that kind of stuff. But of course, when I'm in school, I just have to be more strategic with how I use my time and what windows I kind of block off for that. But when I was in high school and doing this, one thing that I would always do, and people thought I was probably antisocial, but you know what, whatever, (laughs) I would just take my lunch period and turn it into my time to Zfluence. I would just sit on my phone and answer my emails and sometimes take a brand call or two, but just utilizing that 45 minutes just one made me feel better and less stressed because I knew that I would always have that time every day. But honestly, having more commitments has helped me more with time management, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because then you're like, okay, I have to do this now. And it's happening like during this 45 minute period. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I'm booked all day, every day doing things left and right. And I feel like it's made me so much more efficient and productive at getting things done. Because like you said, you have to get it done at that time. Otherwise, you won't have time. So if you struggle with time management, I have lots of podcast episodes about time management, how other people do it, how I do it. I would highly recommend like putting more stuff on your calendar to do and you'll be more motivated to get more done. Mm-hmm. And you have like 80,000 jobs. I don't know. <laughs> like you asked me about like time management and how do you balance school with your being a founder and CEO of a company, but you, you do so much. Like you're the queen of time management. Oh my gosh. I mean, thank you. That's so sweet. I love that title. Oh my goodness. <laughs> makes me feel good. But yeah, I definitely juggle probably way too many responsibilities, but I feel like I spread myself just thin enough to where I feel like I can be useful in a lot of different areas. Obviously, whenever you do way too many things, you end up not only burning yourself out, but also not being able to show up to the things that are important as effectively. But I just have so many different like aspirations and things I'm interested in and things I want to do that I just want to do it all, which is difficult. It's its own burden. But yeah, I definitely think I've been good at time management and it's helped me transition into doing more things. But if you're bad at time management, maybe get a hold on your time management while you start doing a few things and then you can add more onto your plate. Mm -hmm. I mean, being a student, you're already, you have to be able to manage your time. Otherwise you are just going to be screwed. (laughs) So I, I, I tell people all the time who are interested in entrepreneurship and who are my age that, I mean, teenagers and entrepreneurs have so much in common, like desire to learn, curiosity, willingness to take risks. And I think that as students, I mean, we're, we're so regimented, we're encouraged to think critically. And I think those kind of characteristics translate to entrepreneurship. So honestly, being an entrepreneur has made me a better student and vice versa. So I, I don't think it's as much of a time constraint as it is just two areas of my life that are integrated in a lot of ways, actually. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So 
a lot of people asked um, kind of juggling school and social life and being a business owner and being a teenager, all those things. Would you say you've had to make sacrifices in certain areas or how would you say that you balance all of it? Do you try to like shut off your work at a certain time? Do you just kind of go with the flow? How do you find ways to balance all the things? It's actually kind of crazy, but I've I've never really had to limit my social life to do Zfluence. I just think I need to, or what I have to really do is just use the time that I have. And I'm mm-hmm. not the world's best at shutting off my work at a certain hour. There are times Me that either. I will just <laughs> want to work later or work earlier. But I mean, just... <laughs> I know it's something that I know I should do and it's like the same thing when people are like you should turn your electronic devices off like an hour before you go to sleep and I'm like uh yeah, okay no. so um, you expect me to be up for an hour when I know there's stuff I have to get done but it's just like making strategic choices with my time I've never had to say no to something because I was working I mean of course there are times that I, I just like can't miss things but it's just finding the ways to fit it all in. Mm-hmm. Also make sure that you're taking time for yourself. Like before um, all of this coronavirus stuff, I would always set time aside to go to spin classes. I absolutely love them. And um, just staying mentally and physically kind of sane is really helpful in terms of being able to put your whole self into your work. I'm sure you can understand yeah. that too, given how much you're juggling at one time. <laughs> yeah, I think... Finding a balance between it all is like so important and just something that takes a lot of practice and takes like a lot of trial and error and figuring out whenever you need to be working, whenever you can kind of like take a break. One of my biggest goals for the podcast right now is actually something kind of on the back end. And it's me trying to record, edit and upload the podcast before the weekend of the week that it goes out, you know, so that I can actually enjoy my weekend because usually... I spend my weekends doing the podcast and social media, so I never get a day off. And I'm trying to like learn how to give myself time off to take care of myself and also hang out with friends and just decompress. So yeah, it's definitely a trial and error thing, but it's definitely manageable, I would say. Yeah. And I mean, I have a great team that is really helpful. And I think that having people around that can help and also just friends and family that will listen um, and just acknowledge your struggles sometimes because like I can say like I balance my time so well but then like there will come that time where you have a brand pitch and a final the next day and you just there's just nothing you can do so yeah. I, I just think it's it's important to find that balance and think ahead my google calendar is my best friend love it I think it's because I'm very type Absolutely. a and I just like to plan my life <laughs> um, Me too. like to the minute but yeah I think I think just finding that balance is super important and not sacrificing anything that makes you happy is the most important thing that I try to prioritize when I'm scheduling my life <laughs> so you said earlier that COVID has kind of given you more time to focus on Zfluence. So why don't you go ahead and tell us kind of how the pandemic has impacted just your business as a whole? Has it helped it? Has it hurt it? Or what? how has that been? It's actually really interesting because a lot of brands will ask me this question and 
Um, I mean, with coronavirus, people are in their houses and they're not able to be on campus and to connect in person. So social media usage is actually at an all-time high right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a really good opportunity to leverage the power of social media and the way that people want to connect to use Zfluencers, um, market authentically to members of Gen Z. And I think this desire for connection uh, makes social media an even more powerful place. So I think I have not seen any downfall at all. We've only been growing exponentially, um, which is super exciting. I'm not sure if I can attribute that exactly to the pandemic. Um, but all I know is that social media usage is skyrocketing right now. And it's been a really cool time in the Gen Z influencer space. Yeah, so it seems like Zfluence is on the up and up. It has survived the corona times. So what do you see as what's next for Zfluence? How do you envision the company growing in the next five years? So I'd love to continue adding, of course, more Zfluencers and to expand our brand community, which reminds me, you should totally apply to become a Zfluencer if you are born after 1995 and above 16 at zfluence.com slash apply. But yeah, I would love to continue expanding our network and just to build a Gen Z empire that's all about authenticity. And I think that nobody knows Gen Z quite like Gen Z. So the way that we're able to tell brands what matters to us is really powerful. And I'd love to see that mentality uh, expand to other areas as we continue to grow. So since you brought up that people can apply to become a Zfluencer, why don't you go ahead and tell people kind of what the process of becoming a Zfluencer looks like? Like if you apply, do you automatically get in? Do you have to like go through an application process and you might get in? What does that look like? Yeah, so to apply to become a Zfluencer, you'll fill out our application at zfluence.com slash apply. And what we'll do is we take a look at your application looking for on-campus involvement, community involvement, and people who are real influencers. Um, And we have a 21% acceptance rate, so we're pretty selective. We're looking for people who are influential members of Generation Z, um, who are people that others on their campus look up to and in their community. So the application process is super simple. It takes five minutes to fill it out. And then we will be in touch with you within a week to set you up with brands if you've been accepted. Set you up meaning you get to choose the brand that you love and want to work with. That's the whole premise of Zfluence is that we're all about authenticity and connecting you with the brands you authentically love and want to work with. Yeah, it's really cool because you guys just created this kind of profile situation where you can go in and check off what brands you want to work with, what you don't want to work with, what you're interested in. And then from there, like you get to link up with different brand managers who will send you products and you can promote it on social media, which I wanted to note that you primarily use Instagram as your social media. So make sure you have an Instagram presence if you're applying to be a Zfluencer. But yeah, that's awesome. You guys should definitely check it out. You can be anywhere in the country, in the world, where is there like a location? In the country okay. right now, cool. yeah. Everywhere in the United States. So you don't have to be from Austin, Texas, or even from Texas, even though we both happen to be from there. But yeah, you guys should definitely apply. You get free products. You get to promote it to your friends. And it's stuff that I actually genuinely love that I've gotten to work with. So it's really cool. 
So what would you say, since we talked about what's next for Zfluence, what would you say is next for you? So you don't know if you're necessarily moving to DC, but you will eventually once Corona time is over. What would you say that you're looking forward to? And do you know what you're studying yet? I'm really excited to start college and to be in DC. And one of the things that really um, drew me to Georgetown was their incredible entrepreneurship program. There are so many cool opportunities to get involved, meet other people who are interested in entrepreneurship. They actually have the largest student-run nonprofit organization um, on campus. They have consulting groups that are all student-run, and they they do work for uh, nonprofit organizations as well. There are just so many really great opportunities that I would love to get involved in. In terms of what I'm studying, I'm not exactly sure yet, um, but I'm really excited to start exploring those interests when I'm taking my classes. So did you go in as undecided or did you have to declare a major, but you're not sure if you're going to stick with it? Uh, You don't have to declare a major when you apply. You just apply to one of the four schools. And I chose the college because I, I think that a liberal arts education is so important and having that kind of perspective is really valuable. But of course, I'm open to exploring the opportunities in the other schools and seeing my interests evolve as I do as a college student. Absolutely. I'm so excited to see what you do and where you go and where Zfluence goes. I think it's going to be really exciting. By the end of college, you'll definitely be probably well on your way to a hugely successful company. So not that it's not successful already, but I can just like, (laughs) I know it's going to be incredible and college is definitely an incredible experience. So for the last question, I want you to give your best advice for future entrepreneurs. My best advice is to, I mean, for future entrepreneurs generally, I would say to look for areas in your life that you think could be improved and find a way to turn that into a business, pretty much just like we talked about earlier. But specifically for young entrepreneurs, I would just say to never let anybody tell you that your age should prevent you from starting a business or following your passions. There are people who haven't been as supportive and have doubted me for my age. And I I think that what's so interesting is that what's also to some, my biggest limitation is also my biggest asset, which is my age. I'm able to provide a perspective on Gen Z that um, people who are at companies right now working don't have because they're not Gen Z consumers. So I think that it's super important to just remember that even if people try to come at you for your age or tell you that you're not experienced enough to um, just remember the value that you offer from that firsthand experience. I agree. I think that's one of the biggest issues I have in my career personally is just people not taking me seriously because I'm only 21 years old. And generally, when you walk into an office in a corporate setting, you know, you're 21, you're the youngest person at the whole company. And people, most of the time, either don't take you seriously, or just, I don't know, brush you off to the side and just make you do the busy work, which I wouldn't say is the experience like that I have at my current internship. But as a whole, I feel like I've definitely experienced some of that. And I think 
the best thing that you can do is be confident in your own abilities and know your worth and know whenever you walk into a job interview to not accept anything less than what you're worth, whether that be money-wise or position-wise or anything like that. So I think that's great advice. Um, I know that I kind of gave advice in terms of the corporate world, but you gave great advice in terms of starting your own business and you know, getting to where you need to go. I definitely think you have to be persistent and to not let people kind of walk all over you if you're young. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's so interesting because I I look back at my, I guess, career, you could say up to this point, <laughs> and everything that I've done has given me perspective and has almost led me to where I am today. I mean, at my first kind of marketing position, I was an intern and also an ambassador for a cycling studio. And then I worked at a PR firm. And a lot of what that PR firm was doing was working with influencers. So I was able to kind of observe how that process works from the PR firm side. And I mean, from there, I I just learned so much. And I think that just taking advantage of those opportunities and trusting the process almost, I don't want to call it my career because I'm 19. And I'm pretty young. (laughs) This is definitely not the end of my career. But I think just taking advantage of resources. Another thing that's so important, so important. People love to help students. They love it. People really, really want to help and support students. And I think taking advantage of the fact that you're a student is something that all young entrepreneurs who are students should really, really do. Because Um, I've been able to connect with people, telling them that I'm a student, that I want to learn. I mean, I try to approach my entire career as a student beyond being an actual student. (laughs) I feel like that's like the best way to do it in general, like whether you're 40 or you're 20, like the best way to approach anything is to have a learner's mindset. Yeah. And there are so many times, like, I'm not going to act like being an entrepreneur is perfect because it's not. And there are so many times that I've run into roadblocks that are so frustrating and that I've, I've wondered if I would be successful and if my idea would work in the early stage. But I think also just remembering why you started is so important. And, um, just thinking about if that's something that's going to matter like a year from then is really important because I'm, I'm also just like, I obsess about the smallest things because this is this is like my baby. This is what I started and yeah. being an entrepreneur is scary. You're you're kind of you're you're starting something completely from scratch and your name's on it and it takes a while to develop confidence in that especially being so young and having some people tell you that you don't have the experience to do what you're doing. But I think that just remembering why you started and trusting the process and also using your status as a student to connect with people who are more experienced Um, Those are some tips that I would definitely recommend to young people who are interested in entrepreneurship. Wow. Well, those last like 10 minutes were extremely useful and great tips for all of us. I definitely think that leveraging your student status is the way to go. So what would you say if someone was to take one thing away from this episode, what would it be? Do not, do not let your age stop you from doing what you want to do, even if that's not entrepreneurship. For example, like I was applying to intern at this PR firm that I absolutely loved and really wanted to um, work for, but 
they they really kindly responded to my application and they just said this is a program for college students but we'd love to consider you when you were in college so i emailed them back basically explaining all of the reasons that they should hire me <laughs> and how much i loved the work that they were doing and the kind of value that i could contribute and i ended up being the first and only high school intern accepted into their program so i think i think it's just so important to not let your age be a barrier to what you want to do because I feel, I don't want to say society is ageist because I guess that sounds philosophical and like a sweeping statement, <laughs> but I mean, I, I think that there are a lot of stereotypes about young people that were reckless or not motivated or we just lack experience. Those are the millennials, not the Gen Z. Exactly. That's what I try to tell everyone. <laughs> That's why I, I love Zfluence, especially because I'm able to connect with so many influential members of Gen Z who are doing such cool things on their campuses and in their communities. And we've built a really great network of people. I, I really enjoy like meeting these people, talking to them. And I, I just think Gen Z is just such a powerful demographic. And we're really the generation that's uh, wanting to make change and do really important things, even uh, anywhere from activism to social media. I think that we're really going to be the generation to make a difference. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on today's episode. I really, really appreciate it. Why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you, where they can find Zfluence. Go ahead and plug yourself. Yeah, so follow me on Instagram, AvaMCD. Um, and also follow Zfluence on Instagram, at Zfluence. And also Zfluence is a TikTok, um, so follow us oh there. Oh my gosh, wait, it does. Um, yeah, we um, every day. <laughs> we share some cool Zfluencer TikTok posts and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, our website is zfluence.com. Please apply. We would absolutely love to see an application um, from any of you who are listening at zfluence.com slash apply. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email us at info at zfluence.com or send us a direct message on Instagram. We'd love to talk to you and tell you more about what it's like to start working with the brands that you love. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being on today's episode. Everyone, be sure to go check out Zfluence. It's really cool. Go apply. And yeah, I just appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your story. I think it's really inspiring for a lot of people. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad we were able to make this happen. All right, you guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. One quick thing before we go, I just wanted to mention, and I meant to mention this at the beginning of the episode, was that this past week I actually hit 1,000 followers on Instagram, which was such an incredible milestone and accomplishment for me. It was actually one that I wanted to hit by the end of the year, and here we are in early August already hitting these milestones, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you to each and every one of you guys who supports me it means literally the world to me and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you but if you listen to the podcast regularly and you're not already following the Instagram I don't know what you're doing because I honestly feel like the Instagram is also one of the highlights of this podcast I try to share really valuable graphics and posts with you guys whether that be just a reminder of each and every episode that drops hint hint it always comes on a Tuesday morning as well as, you know, maybe helpful tips for networking or social justice posts or just reminders to love yourself each and every day. I try to make really valuable things for you guys to 
repost and read and just have inspiration throughout your day-to-day lives so be sure to go follow me at what's stopping you podcast on instagram i would really really appreciate it and yeah i'm excited to see where this podcast takes me and how we continue to grow throughout the rest of the year i'm just beyond excited for the future so thank you guys thank you guys thank you guys i cannot say it enough but yeah that's all i had for today's episode and i will see you guys in the next one